Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Do you think that was as good as Selena's last week? No, not at all. She is better than us in every way. I mean, at least better than you. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast with T, Cleves and Selena. Each week, open up a blurry perspective on life. Welcome to Seesaw. We are back, baby. Episode duh. I mean, what what is it with duh? It sounds stupid, doesn't it? Out of context. Yeah, if you call it someone a duh. So we're back with the second part of Stereotypes. We decided that we had a lot of content to get through. So you can enjoy this second delicious episode. Go team. Cleves, do you have any quick blind news for us today? I've got one thing for you. And the reason I bring it up is it's Stacey Dooley related. So my quick blind news for this week is Stacey Dooley has interviewed some kid about getting a cornea transplant and they've got their vision back. Is, is that it? It's quick blind news. How old was the kid? I, it's quick blind news. I don't know. I'm just giving you the headlines. Where, where can we see this, this documentary that she's done? I don't know. She's probably oh. pushing her agenda in like a million places. It's Stacey Dooley. It's like, oh, I want you to think what I think. We get it. <laughs> so in summary, T finds this story and find a reliable source of it and put it in the show notes. So people Are you saying Stacey Dooley is not a reliable source? I, I would just find some source and put it in. After she did that weird Japanese sex documentary. Courses for horses, mate. Yeah, but we're talking like I didn't kid see dolls. You've on. lost me. I have no idea what you're about. Okay, good. Let's move on swiftly. <laughs> Let's Does anyone on. else have any quick blind news they would like to share? No. I don't have news, but I do have one quick thing that I want to. I want to take a shot at someone. You can cut this if you want. It's too late. I've already in my head. I've already inserted the shotgun noise. There's a Twitter account that's called Eyesight Tips. Mm. That just sounds like no. someone's going around looking at people's penises. Yes, it does sound like that. So this Twitter account has, it's not a huge following, it's a few thousand. So occasionally they'll come around and they'll say, oh, myopia is, or myopia is this, 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 and this. And it's like, okay, fine. Like they're giving definitions of like quick definitions of various eye conditions, very similar to what we do with icons, just shorter. But where I take issue is occasionally they'll do a tweet saying, studies have shown that saffron taking five milligrams will greatly increase your retinal capacity. What studies? That's what I keep saying. I keep replying to them and saying, cite your sources. What are you talking about? You can't just say this. <laughs> Where are you pulling this What out of your ass? And needless to say, I've done this a few times and they've blocked us. This is the same Twitter account that is linked to a doctor, supposed doctor, who says doing various eye exercises can mean that you don't need to wear glasses and can improve your sight by like 50%. And he charges like for this PDF, it's like $25 for a PDF, which we are <laughs> going to buy and assess how good this is. But Try it out. See if you get your vision back. <laughs> that, that's what it alludes to. That's the worst mm. thing. I read the website and it's like, Oh, do you have any sight condition? Get your sight back by doing this. I was like, what? What, what eye exercise? What are you talking about? If you're going to say bollocks things on Twitter, back up your studies, because there's a lot of people following this Twitter account. It's like, that's dangerous because 
course, saffron's expensive. Don't get people buying saffron and just taking it arbitrarily. Like, come on. I am <laughs> like intrigued though. I read a book recently um, that was recommended to me called um, How the Brain Changes Itself by Norman Deutsch. And a lot of that, I didn't realize when I was reading it, I was going to mention blind stuff loads, but a lot of that is how to train your brain and train yourself to be able to see and stuff like that. So maybe it's similar. Maybe it's Have true. you put any of this into practice and does it work? Well, the thing is, I thought I need to start training myself, like shining torches in my eye again, like so it recognizes light more. And I haven't done this yet. (laughs) (laughs) But I was, after reading the book, I was really enthusiastic about, yes, I think this could work. Um, So what you do, just reconvene in about three or four months and see see where you're at. You don't use it, you lose it. That's what it kept saying. I'm never going to stand in the way of like anything that actually works, but my whole thing is like as, as long as there's evidence to back it up and if this actually works from, from that book you say selena like fantastic but i'm very pessimistic okay so if we got onto the actual topic for this week we get back to stereotypes again so if, if we stay on like the the physical side of things a bit more of course vision impaired and blind people we have mobility aids so i suppose that that's also a stereotype in itself isn't it that a blind, visually impaired person will always have a long cane, or I suppose like where where's your dog? Like, there's an assumption that you always have one. But I suppose these are stereotypes in themselves as well, and this comes down to like the spectrum of visual impairment in general, doesn't it? Like, not everyone who identifies as visually impaired or blind is going to have these mobility aids, which advertise it, I suppose. Mm. But I think it's probably more fashionable to have a guide dog than use a cane. Oh fuck! That's what I'm going wrong. <laughs> no wonder I'm still single. Shit. I mean, dogs do get get people in. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're adorable. Is that how you snagged your husband? Well, to be, yeah, I think that definitely <laughs> helped. <laughs> Don't think I could have done it by myself. <laughs> I always say it. <laughs> um, but no, people. So, well, I've done it as well. Customize their canes to be more fashionable. So, as a like 18 year old i remember getting a, a pink cane um right, so yeah. thought if i'm gonna use this thing i'm gonna look good with it and then more recently well more recently when i do occasionally use a cane these days i've got a it's a white cane but with a, a blue handle and i think it's got blue like it's got blue like detailing on it i, I not the right word still so flex or something they call it i don't know okay. so yeah did you do that yourself or did no, you, you order you come... it from you order it yeah Oh. R and I originally when I got my pink one, I ordered it from abroad. But the they R and I B do them now. They, you can order custom canes for an extortionate um, price, I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> well, they're standard cane price to be fair. But I mean, okay. you can obviously get a cane for free, can't you, from your your local Society for the Blind or Council? Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I see a lot of these like custom canes out there as well, and. I know some guide dog owners who will put their dogs in sort of like, I don't know if you do this, Selena, but like they'll put jackets on their dogs before the harness and it'll be yeah, like... Yeah, but a, you're not really allowed to do that. You're no. Not, uh, I did ask the other day and it's like, like even a raincoat because it was absolutely hammering it down. I was like, hmm. I just asked like, what would be like the thoughts on if I just got like a little rain slick to put over like just so I could put the harness on so Ted isn't sopping wet at the office. And I was just curious because it's been 10 years since I qualified with Wes. And so they said, absolutely not. Like, we don't want anything else on the dog. Like, you mm-hmm. deal with it. Take a towel. 
But then I yeah. do see on Twitter, like I see like a guy looking at a bright pink coat and then a harness over the top. They say when you're working your dog, you should only be using guide dog equipment. But my partner works in football and he recently, um, I think it's this thing when he goes to matches, spot the guide dogs or spot blind people. Nice. Um, <laughs> he saw a guide dog that had a, the team's T-shirt over the harness. Hmm. Um, so it was kind of wearing it. Um, I like that. See, I think like, I find that fun. It's fun, but it's not loud. <laughs> yeah. But when you think about how much money and how much training and effort goes into it, like guide dogs are are also an advertising they're, they're an advertising board as well as a mobility aid because people see them out and about, and it's one of these tangible people give money and they see the result. It's not like some other charities out there where they seem like they don't do much. I know that's harsh, and we've done a charity episode in the past where we've touched on the whole like where does the money go sometimes. At least with guide dogs, you see them out there. And then if you think about how much a guide dog costs, when guide dogs say, oh, it costs about £50,000 or or whatever it is, when you break a day, you think, oh, okay, if we're talking about staff costs and this, that, and the other, that does make sense. So I suppose it's advertising that guide dogs want you to see the harness, like that very distinct harness, the dog, like very presentable as well. And it's more of an advert for them as well. Yeah, mm. I suppose it's supposed What's well, a uniform they kind of wear, don't they? It's a standard approach. But what was the original question we were talking about? <laughs> <laughs> mobility aids and like the stereotypes. Oh, yeah. Behind mobility aids. Blind people are always seen with either a guide dog or a cane. Not necessarily. Well, you're not case. blind if you're, you're just visually impaired if you've not got either. Oh, touche. <laughs> we're throwing that out there. All right. <laughs> That's an episode in itself. Man, you're throwing down. All right. But clearly, you don't use a long cane during the day, do you? I have it out a lot of the time. I like to have it on show. If I'm by myself, I tend to have it out at half mast, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> that way, people at least know to get out of the way. I basically use it as a symbol cane. And why do I get a symbol cane? Uh, because I already have one cane and it does both jobs. <laughs> why would I need an extra cane? Absolutely fair point. <laughs> so, yeah, symbol cane during the day, actual legit cane at night. But if I cannot use it, then I will not use it. And why is that? I mean, would you not find the benefit of it during the day? I do use it sometimes during the day. If it's really bright, I'll have to use it. I've got no choice. I basically, I use my cane if I have no choice. So if it's dark and it's too bright or, you know, if it's really busy around town, I'll use it. But it's not always essential. I can walk to work from my house without using a cane because it's it's 10 minutes walk. Is it because it's a 10 minute walk or is it because you're embarrassed to be seen with a cane? uh, Very much used to be the embarrassment stage. Uh, now I've got zero zero fucks about using the cane. I've very much come to terms with that. But it, again, it's not it's not that's not a stereotype. Not all blind people will use a cane, or at least not every visual impaired person will use a cane. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah I'm neg- sorting my language out. If we talk about perceptions, what are the stereotypes? If, if we just one off the top of your head, I right. know we've got the notes the, here. The, yeah, the, the, if, yeah, if we go around and just do one off the top. Off the top each of what like the perceptions of blind and visually impaired people are. I want to try. I'm trying to think of a positive perception. I don't know <laughs> about positive. The musical thing is quite a positive one, I find. Yes, people think all blind people are musically talented. But let's it's... start there then, because <laughs> I think to an extent they kind of are, and it's not. It's, it's not. It's not a sense of 
they are musically talented. It's just they're so used to visual, uh, sorry, audio cues and things like that, that they're just more attuned to it. I think you need to have an inherent talent. I'm not saying you can just pick up a guitar and play it instantly. No, I'm not saying that either. If you talk about hearing, you can have no sight, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're better with your hearing. You still have shit hearing as well. So Yeah, but I feel that like you rely on it more, so you're more attuned to it. Maybe. It's, like, it's like practice, isn't it? Like if you know, if you've, if you've never written before, you can't write. But if you write every single day, then chances are you can write. Yeah, and again, you need to read this Norman Deutsch book because it says about the hearing and how. God, oh, Selena, stop plugging Norman Deutsch. God, <laughs> <laughs> this episode is actually quite audible. What's your what's your recommendation? But no, I wish I was musical. I tried having piano lessons, and I never got past grade one. It was just rubbish. I wish I could sing, but I'm, as karaoke is the best I can do. Blind people being able to sing is a, is one of the classic stereotypes. I think when people think of blind people, they, they instantly think of the likes of Ray Charles and Stevie. Steve, yeah, and Stevie. You know, having that silky voice, and again, the piano. Actually, they both <laughs> kind of seem to do the. Then you got piano the other thing. guy, um, Andrew Borcelli. Mm. Yeah. The thing is, it's it, it's like the I'm trying to think of the term. The term there is a term for it, but um, but the thing is, all it is, is when you use a sense more, you become more more used to it. But there I, are a lot of um, not a lot. I know a few people who are blind from birth that are like pitch perfect. I don't know if yeah. you can get that if you if you've had sight or or not. I mean, I'm I'm lazy when it comes to music. That's my issue, and it's a shame because I'm quite musically talented like yeah, as far as go. no i'm just saying like like i said my downfall is i'm lazy and i've never really applied it in a meaningful way but i'm quite good i've got a good ear i'm very good at picking up things i'm very good at sort of like that side of things I'm you just... probably are too selena you just don't know it yet no no maybe no, no. Really maybe just tried really tried with the piano <laughs> yeah maybe you just not find your instrument maybe your instrument is something ridiculous like um oh, I don't no, know, no, no. cello I or re- bass or um... I did recorder at primary school that was also awful yeah recorder's garbage though maybe drums is your thing because you don't have to be pitch perfect for that maybe you just keep a beat maybe so if we, we move on from the music Cleves hit me with another stereotype look I'm going off this list but a lot of people think blind people are unemployed bums I think that's disabled in general. I think the, the, it's, it's not just a blind visually impaired. I think the media doesn't help this at all, but it's very much uh, unemployed, scroungy, doesn't don't want to do anything. And, and this is like a, very much a negative stereotype. I'm not going to say there isn't some truth to like the whole unemployed thing, but I think that's more down to society not being accommodating necessarily. I'm not saying there aren't people out there who don't want to work. But I think that's not necessarily a disability thing. It's more of a general person thing. No, I, I, I was just saying, like, the T, T sort of correct in the sense that a lot of the newspapers will, they champion stories about benefit scroungers and things like that, don't they? The people that have, oh, you know, faked back injuries and, oh, everyone's in disability and they can't see and, and they can work. And that kind of gets in the public eye. But there is a lot of people that genuinely can't work or there are people that can work. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. And, okay, there is some truth to it in the sense that maybe either they're not getting the help that they require or they're a little bit lazy, let's be fair. Too hard, don't bother. There's, there's, yeah... Mm. there is that aspect to it and perhaps that's easy to say coming from three people who work, that work. <laughs> i think controversially we can get a lot of benefits paid to us and we can be better better off being on benefits than being employed yeah but i think that's a big problem i would definitely be better off if i stayed on my benefits than working part-time as I do on a zero-hour contract, uh, I would have regular income. Yeah. <laughs> so the easy question is, why do you? Because, well, one, <laughs> I was working before my partner moved in, but once you have someone living with you, you lose a lot of benefits anyway. And oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you're quite hard done by there. If blind people should stay single if they want to stay rich. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> wow. Like that. That's on a T-shirt. Yeah. That's a T-shirt right there. But um, I work because I'm made to work. I've got ambitions. I've always wanted to to make something of myself and put that pressure upon myself to to do that. But there was a period where I've been unemployed as well. And I had that feeling of, actually, I can't be bothered. I've given up my current job that I have. I actually stopped looking for work and it kind of came to me. But definitely some people you know you can have a pretty nice lifestyle living on benefits is it worth it like i think in terms of a self-esteem point of view Mm. i've been working in the same company shall we say ish for eight and a half years and i can't imagine not working now because of a self-esteem kind of thing like it would really damage me mentally if i did not have a job but that comes down to who you are as an identity. People identify themselves in various ways. Some people are proud to be disabled. Others are very self-conscious about it. Some people are proud to be an employee of a certain company. Like You, you have people in, in employment who are, yeah, you always get your jobs worth, don't you? Like, why is Margaret, why is she so happy to be in Tesco's? Like, she loves working in Tesco's. That's just Margaret. That's her identity. She is checkout manager at tesco's and has been and always will be so i think this just comes down to how you want to identify yourself stereotypically though do people look at blind people or disabled and think that they're unemployed because they've got no job prospects people don't have expectations for us do they they think they don't expect us to have jobs perhaps that's it i've often had that in fact (laughs) this isn't a short story this is a short statement there was one woman who used to come into my uh, work and like one, well, she came in and she'd see me in the shops because she'd always say hello to my dog. Uh, she always said hello to Wes in like the shops. And she came into work and, oh, I didn't know you worked. And then I was like, yeah. She goes, oh, well done you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? You assumed I, I didn't? I don't know how, what to, 
okay. <laughs> I think that assumption is there, particularly if if someone is. Do you find this more, Selena? If, if someone is okay, I I I I've never really asked you full on. Are you fully blind at this point? Would I've you class yourself as that? Yeah, I've only got light perception. When did you lose it? Around around sort of college time, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's it's a bit tricky to ask the question whether people are treating you differently in terms of a working life versus a a, a non-working life because you didn't really start no. losing your sight to the point where you could work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, um, mine was my first job. I was already only had light perception, so you're okay. probably the person to ask. <laughs> <laughs> but do you feel that people are treating you differently because, like, because you because they know you're blind and then they think you're you can't work i think it depends who it is like my immediate family have high expect like high expectations of me to to do well and you know people at at school and school friends expect me to make something of myself but they know me as a person i think the general public is slightly different Uh, and i think well this probably probably jump into the next stereotype but i've got a short story um (laughs) 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 so the stereotype people perceive people who are visually impaired to have no sight at all um i've heard someone call it the other day black blind to be black blind black blind wow yes so i actually went for a a job interview a a sight loss charity uh went with my guide dog at the time Uh, i got the job uh first day on the job they came over to me on the induction and go here you go selena here's the induction pack in large print and they obviously thought I was partially sighted, um, which is a little bit awkward because I think I got the job on false pretenses. But I didn't knowingly deceive them. They just yeah. didn't ask the question yeah. <laughs> about how much or uh, how much or little I, I could see. So I think I've completely forgotten what the original question was now. I, w- I was linking it back. I can't. Oh yeah, yeah. I did uh, have a point. Whether you feel like you've been treated, like you would be treated differently uh, by like an employer for, for being blind, I think that's what it was. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think this sight loss charity perhaps wouldn't have employed me if I had, or if they'd known I had no useful vision. Well, that's a big move in itself. It was a sight loss charity. Yeah, I know. But the kind of job was kind of as a practical job so it was quite visual in itself so yeah I think people if you have no vision or no useful vision that there is the expectation that you probably can't be as capable and as successful in your opinion in in my opinion (laughs) no no what I'm saying is in your opinion do you think that's true it's not true no obviously we no, thank God. Thank God you <laughs> said that. Like, I was, uh, I was, uh, I'm so glad you didn't have a really morbid answer to that. Oh, Jesus. No, 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 no. Of course we can, well, we can fly planes and do whatever we want to do. <laughs> um, thank God, autopilot. <laughs> so let, let's go for another stereotype of perception here. Another one, and this, this is the one that I've sort of keyed on the list here. Is that visually impaired and blind people are incapable of looking after themselves. So they need a quote unquote carer to look after them to facilitate their life. And this is a stereotype that I've come across a fair amount, like assuming my wife does everything for me and like being in a restaurant. Doesn't she? 
Well, if if you want to believe that, but I would also say that I look after her just as much. But like I've been in a restaurant before, and they'll turn to my wife and say, "And what would your husband like?" I'm like, right here, mate. I'm, I'm here. I'll tell you what I want. I want you to talk to me firstly, and then I'm going to tell you my order. But it's that perception that incapable of doing anything, like need help for absolutely everything, no independence. And I think that that's one I've experienced personally quite a lot. And that is very damaging, in my opinion. Okay, so my first question, would you prefer that either per, uh, that, that a person in a restaurant, for example, assumes that you have no vision and no quality of, of life, essentially, and will try and basically they'll, they'll try and help your every whim, essentially, or would you prefer that they go, oh, sir, you've got a cane, you seem pretty up and about do you know what i mean like i i don't know how to i don't know how, to, okay. I don't know how it would go okay. you... what i'm gonna to say to you is this is a restaurant what restaurants are you going to where they care on you hat like hand and foot no, or no. they say this, this oh, what I'm you've got a You're... cane sir go make your own fucking steak what yep. restaurants are you going to no, no this is what i'm this is what i'm talking about though if you go to a, if you go to a restaurant you're saying that your problem is that someone talks to your wife because they think you have zero capability would you prefer it that they automatically assume that you have, let's say, I don't know, 80% capability? Uh, I'll write this way to your uh, table, sir. And you're like, uh, yeah, about that. I'm going to have to put my hand on your shoulder because I don't really fucking know where you're going. But, but this is a different situation. Why we're, is it? Because we're not talking about navigating the restaurant. We're talking about when they will assume and ask someone else assuming that, that, that you can't do something yourself. We're talking about that situation. Yes, mobility is, you know, when you're going into a restaurant, you will need some help. And then assuming that you can't do it yourself, that, that might be an advantage, but you can also speak out to that. What I'm saying is that it can go really the other way. So what you're basically saying is if someone else is there, they're asking someone else as opposed to asking you. Well, yes. Right, that that right. is a lot, of, a lot of the cases that I've experienced. Or... Oh, do you need a hand crossing the road? Oh, no, I'm fine. Are you sure? And then someone's literally taken my hand before. They go, oh, you can cross now. And they take my hand. It's like, don't touch me. It's that side of things. I think I'm completely incapable where asking would would solve a lot of the issues. Yeah, this, Selena, like where you've been to a restaurant and someone's asked your fiancé something about yourself. Not in a restaurant, but I think what I'm guilty of myself is like going to shops and things. And if instead of, me struggling to find the card machine I just pass my partner my card and like so he can tap it or if you know if I'm buying something and or they're giving the cash back I'll just let him take it rather than me being independent and taking it myself so yeah it's just easier sometimes but yeah people do talk because if I'm in third person or like not there I've been to the dentist and like my mum's taking me and they're like so can she and she mum's like taught her <laughs> yeah so yeah that definitely does happen but we are incapable sometimes you know there are when it comes out to filling out pip forms we're pretty incapable right but <laughs> when you write it down worst case scenario yeah well, that, that, that's yeah. sort of what i'm asking like would you prefer to go to the dentist and someone ask your mum like oh blah 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 can they see or then turn to you and go here's the form fill it in yeah, I think we have to be assertive ourselves sometimes. We just expect everyone to un- like know how to treat a blind person. And why do we 
expect everyone to know? Do we know how to, to treat someone in a, a wheelchair or, or an amputee? We're, no one's experts on these things unless you're living it yourself. So I think we need to be kinder to people sometimes. They're just It's not coming from a bad place, let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Every time. They, they think they're doing the right thing. They don't mean to offend or be mean to us. It's, if, we need if, to educate them rather than being grumpy and be like, yeah. oh, my God, why are you talking to her? Why don't you say actually in a nice way? Yeah, I can order my food myself. If you had to choose, though, one or the other, someone gives you too much help or too little help, what what what's your preference? Too much help, I think. See, I would take that as well and just go, I just go, don't worry. I can, I can, I can do this. Whereas too little help. I might go, I do you know, I don't even know. Cause sometimes I'll just go, yeah, yeah. I, I need this. I got to but that point you- in my life now. I don't give a shit. But I think for younger people, it's, it's worse mm-hmm. to ask. Yeah. It's having that confidence to, to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it, some, yeah, I sometimes prefer people to take, make the first move of offering help rather than me saying, Oh, can you, or yeah. I'd rather someone, yeah, go into a restaurant. I've walked in with my guide dog. I'd rather them saying, do you need an arm or guide me to the table rather than me saying, sorry, please, can I take your arm? I'd feel more awkward asking. And I think that comes back to what you said, Selena, about uh, there is an expectation that people in society understand what it's like to be vision impaired and and blind. And this goes for all disabilities as well. And, And this is one of my pet peeves on Twitter where I will see disabled people say, oh, I can't believe this happened and this and this and this. And I will sit there and read it and think, well, you're assuming that they know everything about you and all of your needs and it's never going to happen. Like that, You can't expect them to know all of this. I think one of the, the cases was the hairdryer was inaccessible in my wheelchair. I couldn't reach it. I was like, well, the hotel isn't planning for that specific size of wheelchair. They could do better, but... Like, how are they going to plan for this? Like, this is a very specific situation. And I'm sure if you tell them, they might go and get you, like, one you can plug in. Like, it's probably not a big deal, but you're kicking off and, like, calling them out on Twitter about this. It's like, okay, you've got to think of their perspective a little bit. And they're they're some fired up people, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah. And we have to remember, like, being visually impaired is a spectrum. We've all got different levels of sight. We're all at different stages of, of sight loss. So there will be some people who need more help than others, even though they might have the same level of vision. So, you know, it's never going to be a perfect situation of this. Is, no one can have a manual of this is how you treat and help a, a blind person. It's just not, it's impossible. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. I guess we've got to leave it there for today. We will be back with a little bit more down the line, but... Uh... Unfortunately, Selena can't be with us on this outro. It wasn't until the edit, was it, that we realised we really I blended it seamlessly up until this point. (laughs) Absolutely seamlessly. I know, but I just want to pull back the curtain and show you the ass. Oh. I I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. What context is that? When do you pull back a curtain to see the ass? Do you not have curtains on the back of your boxes? Ass curtains? Oh, Jesus. Okay. (laughs) Until next week. We'll see you in a bit. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Seesaw Pod, Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. 
You can also email us at seasonalpodcast at gmail.com. Like, rate, review, subscribe, and then you can also find us on TikTok, but get us on all the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. See, that's 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 all it takes. Easy. <laughs> now I've just got your theme tune in my head because I'm, I'm ready for the. <laughs> 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 <laughs>